Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm not here with my co-host. Um, he's not here. My co-host is Brandon Dubich. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Uh, I don't know. He's out with uh, the toddler flu or whatever he called it. I can't remember what it was called. But here, um, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess fortunately for me, so that way I'm just not talking to myself, um, is our producer, Seth. If you haven't already done it, you can block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Setho? No mute, no filter. Let's roll, baby. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, we're here to talk strippers. Wait a minute. No, yeah, you got the right podcast. Yeah, we're here to talk Nebraska, the corn huskers, corn strip. I don't, I don't know. It was trying to be a joke. Yeah. Uh, week five, we're at Nebraska. Um, that's going to be the first of October time TBD. It is there. One, two, three fourth consecutive home game um fifth game of the season for them and uh it's at memorial stadium the other one the other of the other i don't know which one came but doesn't matter it's not our memorial stadium it's theirs um quick history lesson our last matchup iu won if you don't remember it's 2019 iu won a, a pretty fun game uh 38 31 uh a lot of noah vedral which is Really disappointing. Brandon's not here. <laughs> uh, fun game. Lots of yardage. Good balance from IU. Really good running uh, attack from everybody. Stevie Scott, uh, Peyton Ramsey. Ramsey had a huge game. I think three over 380, a couple tutties. Um, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. There was a, there, there's a play that always sticks out to me. I cannot remember who picked up the fumble. Um, it may have been Alfred Bryant picked it up. Uh and he was going to take it back to the house. And Jamar Johnson starts celebrating with him instead of block, making the block on the wide receiver uh, who ends up tripping. His wide receiver, Vedro, ends up tripping him up short of the, the touchdown. We end up scoring pretty shortly after, but I thought it was always pretty funny. Um, this is, uh, I don't know if it's a shock or not, but it's been a few years since we've talked. Nebraska, all-time record, IU 10, Nebraska 8, uh, with three ties thrown in there. And uh, Seth, if you, if you don't mind joining in, in this one here, their head coach is Scott Frost, <laughs> <laughs> LOL, <laughs> um, still somehow. And going into it, I believe it's his fourth season uh, with a sweet Nebraska record of 15 and 29. Um, let's talk, talk a little bit of, uh, about Nebraska's schedule, and then I'll let Seth talk for a minute. They also play week zero as well as Illinois. Um, a little bit of a difference. They play, quote, at 
Northwestern, but the game's being played in Ireland. Uh, Nebraska opens as a 12 and a half point favorite there. It seems fat. Um, and then they played North Dakota, and then they played Georgia Southern, and then they play Oklahoma. And then they get a bye week. And then they get IU at home. So it's like, what kind of schedule is that? All right. This is the Scott Frost contract extension year schedule. The fat line of 12 and a half in Ireland against Northwestern is insane. Um, and first of all, I hate the international games. Just mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Does Northwestern wear their weird? Is it is it the gold ones that have like the weird kind of Celtic? writing on them or whatever we're gonna do the whole thing before the game where i pretend like i'm not gonna watch and then i hate watch it anyways then i make fun of everything (laughs) about the game um and then yeah north dakota georgia southern those are wind pads and then this is going to tell you how desperate occasionally fox is for football games or college football games oklahoma at nebraska is already announced as the big 10 what is it? Noon kickoff special Palooza or whatever it's called. Big noon kick. Yeah. Yeah. Big noon. Yeah. The Fox Fox big noon. Uh, yeah. So that'll be unbearable. Their answer to college game day, where they think a bunch of USC people, right? Isn't it yeah. like Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Carson Palmer will weasel his way in at some point. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I think is in there. I'm serious. I think it's like a ton of USC people. Sark yeah. Manchez. That's a really good backwards name thing. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but there's, there is an honest chance they're coming into this game three and one. And you, you would just expect from the lollipops in there. And then, you know, if they, they even say they have a 60% chance of winning it in Ireland, I was going to say at Northwestern, um, they're going to get the doors blown off by Oklahoma and they can come into this game three and one. And we've talked about where IU is going to be. I mean, it might be what two, three and one teams, three and one, two and two and one, four. No. Yeah. Yeah. So get it. Um, looking at their schedule to see if they've got that, that Oklahoma game is a noon kickoff. So I'm assuming that's probably one of those weird Fox games too. Yep. Um, 11 o'clock local, of course, which yeah. makes it. And then Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota. So they don't play a, again, this is a mean thing to say to you, um, but they don't play a meaningful conference game until at Michigan in mid-November. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, granted, none of these teams are a surprise. I mean, Oh, I they might lose every single one of yeah, them. Don't get me wrong. I can't imagine Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, Rutgers is at Rutgers. I mean, IU did win in well with what I think we voted as the best team we've been able to watch um, yep. of I in IU's history, but they did win in Nebraska last time they played. Um, yeah, I mean they've got a, quite a stretch to finish this finish the season there. Even if they Scott Frost is hanging on any sort of hope, they will finish what I, with what I'm assuming is three consecutive losses. I just know the people in Lincoln already have Frost bit headlines like pre written in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking again at their schedule. You know, you've got the the weird Ireland game. And then again, North Dakota, like not even the good North Dakota FCS team. No, they're afraid they no. Let's play. Let's be real. They're what happens North in Dakota North State. Dakota's uh, logo, by the way, did, did they get sued by Notre Dame? 
They were the yeah. ones that used to have like the Notre Dame. They used to be what the Fighting Sioux, maybe, and then they changed oh, to the something fighting, else. Fighting Hawks, the, the Fighting, fighting Hawks. Hawks. But yeah. then they also had the N- interlocked ND, mm-hmm. which they've been all sorts of um, on the <laughs> trademark <laughs> on the, uh, mascot, the woke, yeah. the woke, the woke line. Like they've just been walking the line the whole time. Um, what is uh, Oklahoma's season looking like? Because they don't really have season win total 2022 like they're not the same oklahoma team are the eight and a half wins is what they're getting yeah right i now. mean i think you know how i think the big 12 is a little bit overrated and I they're think also they're favorite to win the big 12 at eight i was and gonna half wins i was gonna say <laughs> so eight and a half wins might win the might win the big 12 and then i think they're going to be in trouble when they get in the sec but whatever um you know i yeah i think there's going to be a drop off but i still think that just uh, I hate this phrase, but from a Jimmy's and Joe's standpoint, you would expect Oklahoma to just throw the dice out there and be able to beat Nebraska pretty easily. Yeah, Oklahoma but, did it right. I mean, they they've got two really good warm, well, really good, but good warm up games for them. I mean, they've got UTEP at home, yep. Kent State at home, yep, and then they've got the Nebraska game. So they get two mid major schools that usually finish in the top half of their conference, yep. but but yep. aren't really a threat to win. Yep, and mm-hmm. then they hop into their conference schedule, which I don't know. I don't even know who's good anymore over there. Baylor. Maybe sometimes they don't play defense at all. Sometimes they can't score points. It's the big 12 makes no sense. Nope. Uh, Well, we're not a big 12 podcast. Oh yeah. I don't have to talk too much about them, but yeah, I I think it is a little concerning. And I did throw my, during the research, I threw my hands in the air and said, of course, because as I was going through the schedule and getting ready for uh, this pod tonight, I was like, I'm going to go check their schedule again and make sure that they don't have a buy before they play IU. Mm -hmm. And of course they do. Of course they have a buy right before they play IU. So, um, again, Northwestern in Ireland, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma by week. Yeah, worst, ca- at worst case, IU. worst yeah. case scenario, they're two and two. I mean, there's, ugh, and coming off a buy. Yeah, yeah. The traveling to Iron Man, that's a fat, like that's a fat line going out of the country to play. A conference team uh, okay we'll see i don't know um let's hop into their team again it's kind of a we'll see i don't know kind of a scenario it's, here it's as the well. iu big 10 west team it is it's the exact same thing except they have maybe more transfers i don't know more look more. that up yeah i think i caught it 16 on the two deep that's insane yeah so i just put in a lot of transfers as their key players i mean adrian martinez is out finally but yet he's still playing college football (laughs) he's still he's at kansas state now i think is what i read Um, sounds right this name will sound familiar casey thompson the quarterback from texas uh transferred in as well as chuba purdy from florida state chuba Um, yeah chuba chuba i call him chuba chuba i don't know know, whatever uh he's not gonna chuba 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 not gonna play over casey thompson so it doesn't matter um those two are in Thompson seems to be the shoe in for the starting position. Right. Uh, wasn't, I mean, he was one of the, I think he was one of my top three that I wanted as far as a transfer quarterback to come in. Uh, wasn't overly special, but not bad at Texas. I mean, 63% completion percentage, a smidge over 2000 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Again, 
you know, big 12. So I, I don't know. I'd like to look across the board in the big 12 to see kind of what the, what those comp out to, I mean, 24 touchdowns and 2000 yards passing is that's a lot of short touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, and he, I, he was in and out, but he has a dual threat potential. He can yeah, run with the ball. He's a big dude too. Right. Yeah. I, I think he's, yeah, I think six, one or six, two, but he, he's a thicker guy. He's got, you know, he's got a little bit of the dual threat in him, so he can challenge you at the line of scrimmage. He can challenge you. I don't know if he can challenge you deep. Uh, he can challenge you kind of over the middle, but he's got to know. He's got a ways to to be effective. Yeah, um, his he's going to have a new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, the mm-hmm. OC from Pitt, for the last I think few years or so. Um, really developed Kenny Pickett. I'll keep wanting to say Kenny Powers, Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, and then Jordan Addison and uh, some other good wide receivers over there, Taser Mack, um, the IU transfer. I expect a pretty pass-heavy offense. Um, you know, their run game was okay. I think I read something along the, the lines of they ran over 200 yards last year and went 3-0. and um, Amazing what happens when, you know, somebody would think that they would look at that and say, oh, hey, look, we ran the ball over 200 yards. We should probably run the ball more. Uh, but they didn't also read a pretty funny stat, like in the same thing I was reading um, out of they've run the ball for over 200 yards, uh, 15 times since Scott Frost has been the head coach. They've won 10 of those. Again, you would think that they would run the football a little bit more. <laughs> so 10 out of his 15 wins as a head coach, he's run the football a lot more. Um, whenever you think Nebraska, you think running the football, you know, Lawrence Phillips, um stuff like that so scott frost (laughs) scott frost yeah um so you know let's get back to their offense more transfers coming in a a few wide receivers trey palmer from lsu marcus washington from texas isaiah garcia castaneda castaneda yep castaneda there you go from uh new mexico state don't know any of them I uh, just know that all three of them transferred in all three of them should work into the the lineup again you're losing a lot of um production i mean you lose i don't know if wandale robinson was he there last year and is out i mean he's gone yeah, yeah he had um, transferred there from kentucky if i remember yeah correctly. he had a, he had a hell of a game in 2019 against iu through the, the passing game and on the on the ground as well and then they had a guy what spencer toure something like that something like that number and then, three i want to look this up omar manning um he's a wide receiver that's been on their team big guy six four if he sounds familiar to you guys, he's a JUCO transfer um, from 2020. And if I'm not uh, mixing him up with somebody else, I'm pretty sure IU was pretty heavily involved with him. Um, yeah, we offered him in 2019. Uh, I want to say we sniffed around with some some uh, some visits, maybe. Um, He'll, he's still on the team, 6'4", 225, a big wide receiver, somebody that IU traditionally has struggled with. So we'll see how that one plans out. Um, the other big-time transfer that they've got, defensive end, and Seth, I'll let you have that one, o- Ochan? Oshan? Oh, how about Oshan? I'd, yeah. I'd go with Oshan. Oshan Mathis, a transfer from TCU, 12 and a half sacks. Yeah. And transferred. Um in 2021 so that's going to be a pretty good threat off the edge there yeah that that one makes no sense to me it's not like he's 
looking for playing time. It's not like Nebraska, some kind of bigger professional exposure level than TCU. You know, maybe he just didn't fit in with the system. I I have no idea, but they got a hell of a player there. And if he can produce like that, he's going to be a disruptive force in the Big Ten. What did they didn't they lose Gary Patterson or has he been gone for a while? Uh, I haven't. I I haven't. I was going to say I haven't watched a Horn Frogs game in a couple years. So Vegas does have Nebraska at seven and a half wins. And let me see where they've got TCU six and a half. So not anything crazy. Just for reference, they've got IU and Illinois at four and a half. Um, Patterson was out this year. He is now the special assistant to the head coach of Texas. So what is that, Sark? I don't know who's at Texas anymore, man. <laughs> I don't, Kirby Smart? No, not no, Kirby he's Smart. at Georgia. Who is the guy? No, I was trying to make a joke. Shaka Smart. Yeah, yeah it's Steve Sarkeesian. Um, either way. Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird transfer. I mean, I'm assuming just because Patterson left, he took off. So, yeah, there you go. Um, defense is returning a ton of production from a group that's fairly unproductive unpro- from last year. Um, from their standards, from a lot of the boards and, and articles that I read about them, not very good at, at anything, not very good at turning the ball over, not very good at pressuring the quarterback last year. Again, this is not a team that I've paid uh, any attention to since 2019. So I, I don't know, Seth, you may have some more insight on what kind of Nebraska looked like the last year or two. No, I I think it's the same thing. They've always kind of rested their hat on. They usually have a decent offensive line. They usually produce a pro or two every year. So you'd think that they'd have an effective run game, if at all possible. They had a guy, Irvin, last year, who was pretty decent in the first few games, tore his ACL. He's expected to be the starter coming back next year, as still as a redshirt freshman. So I'd expect him to probably be effective, uh, mostly behind the big offensive line. And those boys are big too. They're, you know, lots of six, seven, three twenty fives out there. Um, and then they always have a couple of good linebackers and they're usually the kind of guys who are like corn again, just like they're just like their linemen. They're usually like big corn fed, like, you know, rangy white guys who just happen to be good in coverage. And I mean, even Baird rude, who's the, uh, uh, who's the inside linebackers coach. He was that the exact same player, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, they have what I think it's Kendrick and, uh, Oh goodness, I'm uh, Henrik and Reamer, um, who are their inside linebackers, and those guys are studs. Um, but aside from that, you know, they got a transfer here, a transfer there. Could they be good? Sure, but we just have no idea. And yeah. so there's, what do you, you talk do? about? The conjecture six, six foot nine, three hundred and thirty pound offensive lineman. I think they've got on their team. Oh, I might have missed him. Yeah, yeah, but they're all uh, gigantic. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check this dude out. We should probably talk about him as a. <laughs> A key player. I read somewhere on the line six foot nine, three well, three thirty. Their best guard just got kicked off for the entire season for a failed drug test. Mm. Um, I he was the uh, oh I'm the German guy Nureddin Nuuli. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, but Teddy Proshaka is six nine three oh five. Um, go. yeah, so. Him. Yeah, size is not an issue for these boys. No, Bryce Bernard, Bryce Bernhardt, 6'9", 330. Yeah, so some big dudes. Yeah, 6'6", 330, 6'5", 330. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they're not lacking size. It looks like he was uh, 
smart, <laughs> Big Ten distinguished scholar, Big Ten all academic, uh, Nebraska scholar athlete honor roll. I was going to say he's got a lot of accolades, but they're just, he's just smart <laughs> and big. So uh, right tackle for Nebraska. Uh, we'll see if we can get some pressure, get around him. We've seen what large offensive linemen look like. So um, recently here with Caleb Jones, you know, he's got some quick feet and can get outside, but we'll see what, uh, see what old Max can do there. So we're going to hop right into some key matchups. Um, I'm going to be brutally honest here, guys. Uh, I didn't really write any of these down, but I, you know, it's going to be the same stuff here. I think that our defensive backfield against Casey Thompson and this, this fleet of wide receivers, more specifically, I think Omar Manning is the one that's going to cause us a bunch of trouble. Um, assuming that that's going to be where Taiwan's going to be lined up um, or maybe even big play J either way. Think, thankfully they're not small corners. Um, and hopefully we can, we can try to eliminate him out of there. Do you have any sort of matchup that you're trying to look at here for, for IU? I mean, I just kind of gave you one here with yeah. the offensive line, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the biggest thing is, is how, how the trench matchup works on both sides of the ball. If uh, you know, as you were saying with the big oversized offensive linemen, typically they held up really well in the run game. They tend to be exploitable in the pass game. So if you guys use your quick linemen to get through there, you can be, you know, make pressures, uh, pressures on Casey Thompson all day long. Um, and then on the opposite side, um, the IU offensive line, if they can handle, uh, what is it, Mathis, the, Mathis. the 12 and a half mm-hmm. sack guy, um, if they can handle him, you know, you should be able to pass. Um, but if you can't, you know, it's going to be one of those days where you're looking at me all day long going, oh, my God, this is awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it could disrupt your entire offense pretty quickly. Yeah, I I, um, I, I can't wait for this game. Weird enough, I think that a lot of even – some of the players, I'm sure the coaches have had this one circled again for a while since the just again, the the weird disrespect that Scott Frost threw at us last time we were out there. Um, I mean, we were five and two going into that game and thanks to Scott Frost uh, became bowl eligible shortly after that pretty early on in the season. Um, so I, I can't wait to go back out there and do it again. Um I'd say the next matchup we've got it. What I'm assuming at that point is going to be a pretty hyped up Nebraska team. Um, maybe coming off what I think most would be expecting a pretty fat loss, maybe at home um, through a bye week fully prepared. Can I, you come off of that Cincinnati road game, win, loss, close game, anybody, no matter where we're at on that, I think it's going to be close. Um either that that massive high or that massive low coming off of that can they bounce back and go straight into another road game into another tough um stadium and 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 get out with a win so do you have any other key matchups here before we we move on here yeah i think the last one is again and what i already touched base on a little bit is is the reamer and hendrix versus you know as linebackers are are they going to be able to stop shivers are they going to be able to stop you know, any of the other running backs, are they going to be able to cover cover in space? Um, If you can get a slot on a, on a linebacker, they're not exactly guys that I've seen covered deep downfield very well. They tend to be better on short underneath passes. So yeah. AJ Barter could be a key there. Exactly. Yes. Um, 
we, we probably should have talked about them. I think they combined for over 200 tackles um, last year. So, I mean, it, they scream Wisconsin style linebackers to me. Well, um, they, they scream Nebraska too, because well, it's Nebraska, the, the yeah, exact yeah, yeah. same. It, exact yeah, same Nebraska way. and Wisconsin have almost the exact same linebacker. Good, solid, system. yep. Run Fun- stopping, short pass. Yeah. Fundamentally, fundamentally sound, say, yep. always in the right place. Yep. yep. But not overly impressive necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So hey, let's um let's get ready to wrap this up. We'll get towards uh Brando's Randos. There won't be any Brando's Randos, but I actually have um one that I just came up with, I might be able to come up with another one. We'll see. But before we get there, um, let's take a second to talk about our sponsor, the Monon Track Club. They are Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the show notes for the link to check out their club runs. Man, they just did a club run yesterday. Huge. They're big. They're starting to get big. It's probably because a lot of people listen to the podcast. They go out there, they run, they talk about it. They just talk IE football as they run. Next thing you know, you've run five miles, but it feels like two minutes. So um, again, they've got sick gear too. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't have it on today, but I always usually rock it during the podcast. Um, Again, hoodies, koozies, shirts, beanies, any of that stuff. If you run, they've got those weird things you guys run in. Um, Either way, check it out. Um, they're offering 10% off to everybody, LEO 10, LEO 10 at checkout. That'll get you 10% off. And, uh, if you know, Garrett, just text him. You don't have to pay for shipping. You just go to his house, pick it up. So, um, there you go. Now on to, um, Brando's Randos, which I'm going to try to steal from him here for a second. I've got a good one, Seth, I think. Um, so, you know, Nebraska kind of, forced their way into the big 10 nobody really wanted them i mean outside of the money that they bring in on the football side of it um when i think about the the national view of their program the overall view of their their football fans does it remind you of of another fan base in the big 10 whether it be football or basketball i was going to lean towards iu fan base but iu basketball has had if and correct me if i'm wrong way more success like actual viable success right than nebraska football has so if we're talking football only oh i don't know if there's one that comes comes to mind are they the ohio state of the big 10 west but without the success like if their fan base were comparable are they the ohio state of so here's here's what i liken it to there is nothing else going on in nebraska so i'm sure i'm not the first person tons of people have said this it's the professional sport essentially of nebraska Mm -hmm. the only other school i can think of or the only yeah is iowa where it's really like because Iowa makes a big deal about wrestling. They make a big deal about women's basketball. They like all the, all the sports Iowa does really well. in because it seems like they get fans out there. Cause there's not much else to do there. Um, so that was the one that came up first to mind. Um, but from a football success only standpoint, I mean, they're the cellar dwellers and the, yeah. the big I, 10 West. Have they had perennially? What is their, what is their history? One national championship. Oh, no, 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 no. Have they had many? 
So maybe oh, they God. would be pretty similar. Don't, to don't like do this what to me. I'm doing. I'm going to look it up. I mean, Unless from like the the 70s and the 80s were insane. Were they really? They were. I was the only like, obviously the only one I remember is was it 91, 95, some whatever, 94, 94. Yeah, that was the last. And 94, 95, 97. That was yeah. That was those the are the run. The which one was the Lawrence Phillips? Was that 94, 95, or was that 97? 97 might have been Couch. Is that right? Tim Couch. I can All right, up here. here we go. Championships, 70 and 71, 94, 95, 97. So they've they're recognizing themselves at least as five yeah. national champions. Wow, they've got a bunch of trophy games. Yeah. Which none of them matter anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they're not in the Big 12, because nobody cares. Exactly. Oh god, I totally forgot Bo Pelini was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, Eric Crouch. Yeah, he was there, right? Was Tim yeah. Couch one? Of, was he a player? Tim, Tim Couch was Kentucky. Okay, that's right. That's right. Crouch is who I was thinking of. Yeah. Was he a Heisman Trophy winner? Tim I, Crouch? Oh, goodness. I or think Eric he, Crouch. Eric Crouch. God, I keep doing it. I, was, I think, say, he, I think was, he was heavily. He was Heisman Trophy 2001. Oh, my goodness. Two-time so Big 12 player of the year. Dom can, oh, I'm trying to look at their... Tommy Frazier, Zach Weger. Oh my, they had a bunch of finalists. Um, yeah, but Johnny Rogers, numbers. Johnny Rogers, Mike Rozier, and Eric Crouch are the only ones who won. Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips, Turner Gill, Zach Weger, Nadamnikon Sue were all finalists, at least Pretty the recent right. ones. Yeah, Heisman Trophy. Yeah, there he is. Lawrence Phillips, 1994. Um, yeah. I forgot about it. the 97 team. Who was on that 97 team? Was that Frazier? I'm trying to think. Is that, is it, would that be the Behringer year? 1997. This is good podcasting. Right I know, right? This is just two um, guys going on Wikipedia together. Yeah. All right, here we go. I got it. They won the Orange Bowl. Wow, they had a great year. Wins at number two, Nebraska, Kansas State. Texas A&M, and then they beat – wait a minute. Hold on. How do you win the national championship when you're ranked number two and you beat number three? Uh, um, what was, was 97? team here? Was 97 Col- – no, that wasn't Colorado. Uh, um, you look up 97, like who they think. Eric Crouch was the quarterback. He was a freshman. Amon Green – Oh yeah, you remember him? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. long time. Unfortunately, uh, Green Packer, Bay Packer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominic Raiola. Yep. Uh, Kyle Vandenbosch. Yep. Um, some good names on here. I mean, nothing that's really. I'm sure we'll get blown uh, up on the twitters about. Oh, this guy was amazing. And Dominic Raiola. Like, <laughs> Dominic Raiola's brother Donovan is an offensive line coach at Nebraska. There you go. Yeah. Other than that, I don't see anybody that like jumps out or, or scott frost was the quarterback there you go as a senior um anybody else that like jumps out or at least has a wikipedia page that was michigan michigan was the 97 winner oh so they're just claiming the 97 national okay they were the coaches poll national champions. yeah right yeah that's a, dis, a disputed one apparently yeah they ran the i formation 
it yeah. says here tom osborne all right <sighs> so yeah sorry about going down that road um, <laughs> i did come up with another question uh acc moving to non non-divisional conference next year how long until the big 10 finally pulls the trigger so now it's pac 12 and acc correct oh yeah year. yeah and big 12 and there's others yeah yeah um how many emails have you sent to the big 10 commissioner so far i mean zero is it... oh, i haven't okay. thought about that but i will start <laughs> sending them i assumed you had started a, your own like personal campaign where you were creating random email addresses <laughs> and, you know faking your uh you know uh, faking account so that you could make it seem like it was a bigger movement um no i think it's i think it's a year i think it's going to be that i think the, we've talked about this before. The Big Ten is a follower. They're not leaders. The whole leaders and legends is BS. There's no leaders. Um, they are followers. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they want to put a situation where Ohio State plays Michigan on championship Saturday. That's what they want. Back-to-back Ohio State versus Michigan games. Yeah. That's yeah, the I dream. That. I mean, any of them, really. I mean. Nope, nope. That's what they want. The Big Ten football is Michigan okay. and Ohio State, and nothing else matters. You wouldn't want an IU Purdue. I guess you could do that now. Could I do Big Ten? I'm talking. It's Big Ten. Big gotcha. Ten. Just try not to like, knock your microphone. Down. I know, right? The Chicago um, offices or whatever we want to call. Yeah, them. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Um, I I think that's it. All right. Well, I got one more. Do they have the most? Hold on. Is the most overhyped thing in the Big Ten the black uniforms? Yes. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. There is nothing. Nobody cares. For the record, they wore the black uniforms against IU and gave up 38 points. Yeah. So it's it's obviously vital. Yeah. Um, and and super meaningful. Yeah. Um <laughs> all right. Uh producer Seth's podcast sack. Here we go. I have one. Um, and again, this is a familiar theme because the only thing Nebraska is good at right now is uh being a punchline for most jokes. And I really think that Nebraska sticks out like a sore thumb. We've talked about this before. It makes no sense. We did the Big 12 a favor by taking Nebraska off their hands. And now the Big 12 has managed to shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly in other directions, but that's not our fault. Nope. Um, is the and, and again, I can also make this this argument for Nebraska or sorry for Rutgers. Is there a university? that makes less sense in a conference than Nebraska in the big 10. And I know we just talked about BYU moving to the conference or American or whatever it is, big 12, like the BYU in the big 12 makes no sense. Utah, Utah in the pac 12. They've been dominating the the North for the last several years. I know that, but do they make sense? I mean, they make more sense than in the Mountain West where they're pretending to be on the same par as like Fresno State. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, wouldn't they make more sense in the Big 12, though? I mean, it's the it's maybe two states I from guess an it's ocean. kind of their <laughs> style, their style. ACC, then Notre Dame in the ACC no. is pretty bad. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I not really. I mean, the Big Ten's a joke with Maryland and Rutgers okay. and so, so here here's the escalation point if we did an etch-a-sketch and we shook up and we redid all the conferences all over again that made sense Nebraska's a conference USA team oh shit 
I mean, I think they would just be back in the Big 12. I don't think they're good enough for the Big 12. I think they would. I think Ooh, I've, I've a, got one. I've got I, one. Okay. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville, Louisville doesn't make any sense. No. What coast are they on? You're right. <laughs> the Ohio River. You have to take two. Yeah, you have to take two flights to get to the Atlantic. Yeah, there. <laughs> that, that makes no sense. Ten, that should be a Big Ten school. Over. I also think Kentucky should be a Big Ten school. Um, but that's because uh, nah, then they would have to play IU. <laughs> Yeah, put Kentucky and Louisville, get rid of uh, Rutgers, and get rid of Nebraska. That's, I'm that a, I'm game a happy starts camper. Next, next year, by the way. IU and Louisville starts those three. Is that, what you're, is that the, the round of games on the slate coming up in the next few years that you're most excited about right now? Yeah, because the first the one's in, in Lucas Oil, and then it's at, I don't even know if it's so called Papa John Stadium or not, but then yeah. it's at that one. Papa John Cardinal Stadium or something. And yeah. then, it's, then it's in Bloomington. So, oh my god, yeah, yeah. That'll I was trying fun. to think, of, I was trying to think of what big stadium in Kentucky that they could possibly play that game in, and there's nothing that's it. Papa John, <laughs> Papa John Stadium, yeah. So, uh, it'll All be right. weird at, at Lucas Oil. I've seen a, a few games there with IU, but it's just been against Ball State. It'll be weird to see them against a, a bigger opponent. So, cool. All right. <laughs> That's it for me. Yeah, I just okay. uh, I, I didn't get enough ripping on Nebraska and during the original podcast. I needed to uh, find a couple more ways to tear at them. There you go. Um, all right. Well, well, we'll wrap this up here with some some way too early predictions. Uh, we did not get one from Brandon. Um, uh, I would assume he would take. I don't know, man. I would oh, think hold he on. Would take one, Nebraska. one more thing. Nebraska is showing that the game is planning to be at six or six thirty central time. They are showing that. That's what they're showing on their website. Okay. Okay. Huskers.com sports football schedule. There you go. That's um not ideal. I don't okay. think. I think that was when we may have played them like 330 in 2019. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Your prediction. Right. No, your prediction. All right, here we go. IU 31, Nebraska 14. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know you hated Nebraska in the group text, like, a lot. I still think Scott Frost goes 6-6 six and six and then gets an extension, but that's... Oh, my God. That's so ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to the find schedule, out what's... The schedule sets up for them perfectly to fall ass backwards into five or six wins. <laughs> and unfortunately, IU and Purdue might be one of them, but oh well, who cares? Yeah. Um, wait, what, your score was IU 31? Nebraska 14. Okay. All right. All right. I have zero, I have zero conviction in it, but that's uh that was the mood I was in. Um, I was in a mood today too. I've got IU 31, Nebraska 24. Okay. So so very close. Um I think it's a similar style game than it was two years ago, three years ago. By the way, that game was at 3.30. Um, trying to remember where it was for that one. Might have been a, probably just at home. I don't know. Um, You're never going to a game in Lincoln, right? No. So we, so we actually, in 2019, that was going to be our game. That was going to be our away game. Um, 
logistically is a, a freaking nightmare to get to Lincoln. I think flying in what like Kansas City? <laughs> nah, you can fly into to Lincoln, but it's really oh, that's expensive, right. and yeah, you gotta fly right. out of Chicago. I think like it's just a disaster. And then driving, I I believe Ugh. is somewhere like six or eight hours, one of the two. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm good. Like they made like yes, man. They made it really easy for him to get to Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, right? That's bogus. From what? john wayne airport or whatever they were at yeah just some (laughs) just some crappy little airport um you know but i guess jim carrey and zoe dishno can take their private jet wherever they want to take it so um all right cool well let's wrap it up be sure to check out the pod it's on twitter it's at podcast leo um be sure to download follow rate review do all that fun stuff tell your friends if you want to it doesn't matter um we'll talk to you guys next week when we talk about the matchup at home against the wolverines um love you guys elio elio he said i was gonna do a brandon thing but it it didn't matter elio awesome day elio thank you so much rick i appreciate that elio all right great elio appreciate you guys elio you're welcome dave have a great day elio have a great day elio Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.